desperate. I want us to take road trips, fuck that low shit. I'm on some more, everybody should know shit. Oh, let's be real discreet. Everybody lies, not everybody nice. So your friend might hate. When was the last time her and a man was straight? Just chill, light bulbs down. You are my adult film. What's up, y'all? And I'm back at it again with another episode of Sorry If I Offend You, the podcast. But today, we have someone special in the house. It is Miss Susie Boyajin, a.k.a. owner of Avedon, the label, and also Boyajin label, and also my best motherfucking friend. Say what up, Susie. Oh, hello there. How you doing today? No, I'm, I'm well. I'm just playing with y'all, but if I really did have an accident, how lit would I be? Like, I'm lit. Right. From your, what would be, what would be, your, I want you to talk in your accent voice for the rest of the podcast. It kind of like goes in and out, so I don't want to, I don't want to listen just back try. and be kind of embarrassed. So I'm just gonna, I may get, let y'all have a little, a little Give us a little taste. Tell give us you about yourself and your accent. Give that is little, it. I may give you a little snippet of myself just so you can kind of get a little taste of me, but. I'm going to keep it G with you guys, 100%. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to come in and out so you guys can have a little taste of my personality. But I'm really happy to be here, and I'm excited to do this podcast with you. I just want to say I'm very proud of your podcast and everything you're doing, and I'm very appreciative of your voice during this time right now. And I, all the previous <laughs> episodes, y'all know I'm, I'm just proud of my best friend and what she's doing. So hope you guys well, are enjoying it. Well, as you guys can see... Um, Susie is one of the few that do gas me up and make me the asshole I am today. So you can all thank her for my attitude, for my wonderful, self-loving, appreciative, and entrepreneurship attitude because my friend here is an entrepreneur herself. She owns a wonderful clothing line for men and women. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that before we get into today's topic? Oh, I appreciate the chance to. Um, So I started off just doing like regular retail stuff, kind of like ordering from China and ordering in bulk, but the quality was freaking horrible. So I kind of just decided to start sewing things myself and that's kind of where my brand has taken me to right now. So right now I design swimsuits, trousers, tops, bottoms, shirts, jackets, pretty much everything, even some intimate things for women. So if you're looking for something for your girl, check out my line. If you're looking for something for your boyfriend, check out my line. I got it all. Basically, she is a custom designer that can do anything you want done. So even if it's for the babies, she can do it. Oh yeah. So if you absolutely need anything, you can check her out. Her tag is, give it to him, Susie Boyajin. That's B-O-Y-A-J-I-A-N, Susie Boyajin. Oh, and then my business is Avedon, which is A-V-E-D-O-N, label L-A-B-E-L, and then Boyajin label, which is B-O-Y-A-J-I-A-N, label. So you guys can check me out on Instagram. I'm not really on Twitter at all. Instagram. Yeah, I'm an I'm Instagrammer. Not. I just got on Twitter because Twitter, honestly, is woke. Is Twitter woke. is the place Twitter's to be. Twitter is woke as fuck. But I'm not. like, And that's what makes me really mad. This is totally off topic and not what we're talking about today. But one time, <laughs> a long time ago, somebody was like, it'll be the cute girls on Instagram that have all the followers because people just want to look at them. But then the people on Twitter who have all the followers are people that are more like well-spoken and like more heard and shit like that. So I kind of want to get on Twitter, but I'm nervous that I'm not going to have like the same type of platform that I would on Instagram, which makes me nervous, but I'm still going to do it eventually. So 
So I can relate to you in that. Um, my Instagram is definitely more active mm-hmm. than my Twitter. And I thought that I was really funny in real life. But I realized to have Twitter humor and to it's really, different. it's different. It's different. It's so different. So Twitter definitely humbled me and made me feel like I wasn't as funny. But y'all know, I still got them jokes. All this time that I had Twitter since like college. I mean, like not high school. Yeah, high school. I had I Twitter it. in high school. I, I got was so lame. No, I got it in high school and I was like, no, but do you know that you and Eli are the one that put me on black Twitter? Because I was never oh, a black part PCA. of it. I was never a part of it. I was like, what are the, all these tweets that people are like talking about and all these trending things? And I just, I wasn't cool on Twitter, dude. Like, it wasn't. You have to, honestly, it's who you follow. Twitter is all me. about who you follow. And if you don't know how to follow the right people on Twitter, the funny people, then, you know, you just. I couldn't. I was lame. Yeah, you'd just be lame. you just on Twitter. Like, at one point, I was only on Twitter to get sports updates, like live-action sports game updates. So when I'm busy or I was at work, I would just catch games through that. But anyways, without further ado, we are getting into our topic of the day. So basically, what me and Susie were talking about earlier, um, we did go to the protest that's in downtown Orlando for Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Overall, I want to say I believe it was a Black Lives Matter protest. We do want to pay our respects to George Floyd. We actually heard about a new case. His name was Ronald Green. Ronald Green. So we wanted to spread the word out when we were at the protest. Ronald Green's family came out and um, showed some graphic photos uh, police brutality, a police officer killing him and then covering it up. Where were they from? Louisiana? Louisville. Louisville. They were, where's Louisville? <laughs> I don't know either. This is horrible. Okay, but anyway, Wait, the moral of the story in, is... Louis, Louisville is in... I thought it was in Louisiana. I thought it was in Minnesota. Minnesota. If you know where Louisville is, okay, that is, that is where the crime happened, but basically, um... It's a whole nother battle. But basically, the man got pulled over and he was murdered. And his murder still remains unsolved, technically. They have no one to blame. And the officer is still with his badge and working. It's in so, Kentucky. In Kentucky. Okay, so right. in Kentucky. I knew that Louisville was in Kentucky. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah. Justice for Ronald Green. Justice for George Floyd. Justice for Breonna Taylor. And just for many other, you know, black lives that have been taken from us way too soon and by the police. Lives that it wasn't up to them to take. Justice for all of them. Black lives matter. All lives matter. We're not saying all lives matter. We're just talking about black lives matter right now because black lives matter. Yeah, black lives are the ones being most affected right now, um, statistically. So it is, it's an area of focus. Did you see the kid holding the sign that was like, black lives matter? All lives matter. We know that. But we're just pointing out that yeah. black lives matter too. Put a motherfucking telescope into what the issue is and why the statistic is so high for um, black individuals to lose their life, young and old. And why the system is so fucked towards this race of people specifically. And honestly, it's just a color. Because it's it's American. They're American. Right. Everyone's American. We're all Americans. So really, it's all colorism. And this shit is some bullshit. But the stance was to shed light on all of that. And it's people standing together against the abuse of power. So me and Susie went to the peaceful protest and there were some wonderful speeches made. We learned a lot and we also observed a lot. So afterwards, we got dinner and we were talking to each other and it just came across because um, I was talking to someone earlier in the week. I spoke with a friend and we were just discussing how someone in her family got a different viewpoint after all of the rioting started and also all of the peaceful protests, and it was for the better. She started to see the other side of it because they are white. 
Um, she's seen the other side of the battle and she wanted to be a part of it and she wanted to fight alongside the black community. And so when I was explaining to her, I'm like, at this time, there's so many people that are ignorant to the idea of the systematic racism, the police brutality, the abuse of power, the murdering right before our eyes on camera that wasn't being justified. But a lot of people are learning because a lot more people are speaking out. A lot more people are showing proof and having receipts and you know, we're all at home. We don't have a lot to do. So this is all this is all a learning time for everyone. If you have listened to a previous podcast, we spoke about how this time is a time for creatives and people to sit at home and to really digest everything that's going on around them. And yes, this does happen with social change as well. So I think that this time was a perfect time for people to learn and to grow. I think it's important that we teach people around us. We teach people... If you love them or you love people as a whole and you want everyone to grow and keep succeeding as a community, you want them to know what's right and what's wrong. So you have to teach them that. When you're younger, you don't know what's right and wrong until your parents tell you. Just like a lot of individuals grew up in a racist household, so they didn't know better. They were taught to hate. They were taught to be a certain way. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore because we could be the new teachers and we can move forward. And I think this is a great time for people to kind of like get off of their high horse of thinking they're unable to teach the next person how to love because you can. I think that everyone needs to realize that we are teachers right now and actually take it as a compliment because everyone involved in this movement, especially the peaceful protests, are something crazy. That's that is different. That's not something that you see all across history is peaceful protests nonstop. And when the president came at us threatening military force, people realized and they sat back and they said, okay, well, I'm going to show him we're smarter than you. I'm going to teach you what our community like is like and what our people are like. And everyone can come together and everyone can love each other. But since you don't know that, I'm going to show you that and I'm going to teach you that. So I think that right now, this is a great learning point for people. And me and you spoke about this earlier that this is a time that people are learning. I personally think that this is a good learning experience for a lot of people. I think that it's a learning experience for just about everybody. For the people that are racist, they're learning that um, their behavior is not going to be tolerated and that, you know, it's be- that they're having a light shined on them. I also think that it's a learning experience for the people that aren't racist and have racist people in their family. And they're trying to learn how to, you know, deal and maneuver with that, um, which can be very difficult. I had a conversation with my grandparents earlier. I am black and Armenian. I'm mixed, but I only know my Armenian family. I don't know anyone that's black in my family. Um, But I was raised around black friends, you know, in the black community with me and my mom. So we were always like those girls that were kind of like too light skin or whatever, but I still found a way to fit in. So I still, I kind of identify, I identify as being just mixed with Armenian and black, but my grandparents, I had a conversation with them and they just didn't understand why I was protesting or why I was so adamant about like trying to donate to different charities or why I was trying to promote these shirts that have like, I can't breathe on them and stop killing us when they're like, you're not just black, you're Armenian. We look at you as being Armenian and it's kind of like, I never really sat back and, you know, asked my grandparents like, what do you really think of me? Or do you really recognize like my black culture? And with all of this, I'm learning that they really don't. So it was a really hard conversation that I had to have with them, but it's something that had to be had. And if you know me, Nisa, you know that I talk to my grandparents two to three times a day. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to my grandparents on FaceTime. They're 80 years old. Like 
I talk to them a lot. So I haven't talked to them in two days and it's really tearing at my heartstrings. But I just feel like if I wouldn't have spoke up and just let them know, no, I don't expect them to go out and protest. I don't expect that at all because they're old. I thought to myself like, well, I know me and my sister, we're the only people that have black in us in our whole entire family. Everyone else is Armenian and then they're mixed with Armenian and white. I think you're teaching your grandparents how to love you. For both of you. For both sides of you. Right, exactly. So that's their learning. They need to learn from you. But they're 80 and you're 26 teaching them. And my homegirl hits me up after I make the IG post about it. And she's like, do you really expect for them to like, they're 80 something. Do you really expect to change their view? And it's not that I want to change their view on it necessarily. I just want them to know that because you love me and I consider this my problem, that it could be considered your problem as well. Yeah, because they love you. Just exactly. like um, a lot. And this can affect me because I am to the world, even though you guys look at me as just Armenian because you don't know my dad or you don't, you know, we don't know anybody black on that side. I am mixed with black and the world does see me as a mixed girl. No, the world never sees me as just being black. They're like, what are you mixed with? But you still know I'm mixed with black. You know what I'm saying? They're like, Mm -hmm. are you black and Spanish? Are you black and Puerto Rican? Are you black and white? What are you? So I am identified as that. And you know what I'm saying? I think Mm -hmm. it's a learning experience for my grandparents. Just like I think it's a learning experience for anybody else that has people in their family that may not be as well educated or they just may and the thing is sometimes you may not be well educated and it's not because you don't want to be it's just because you don't realize that you need to be and that's a big thing it's not like everybody wants to be ignorant or people want to be have these certain views or look at people a certain way they just don't know better and Mm -hmm. so that's when that's when we take the time and we're like well, let's figure out if you don't know better and you can do better or if you're choosing not to do better because that's a whole different conversation. Okay, so that circles us into um, my next question is how we're taking this. Is When you apply this to real life, because I think you can apply it not only to the situation at hand, but also all around surrounding your um, life, you are teaching people that you love to be a better person. Like me and you, for example, every time we venture something new, I ask you for criticism and you ask me for criticism because we learn from each other. We want to know what we do that's different or what we can change to be better, to grow as people. So in friendships, I think it's necessary for you to teach the person that you're friends with, even if you're best friends or not, to teach them how to be a better version of themselves because I think that's the only benefit of a friendship is growth with each other. I don't think that materialistic things teach you things i think that when someone really loves you and cares about you you know because they keep it real with you and they tell you hey you can learn to do this better hey you can learn to do that right. better oh, for sure. so it's always good to um utilize this for every aspect of life um but personally speaking with this podcast um actually right before this me and Susie were doing little like random test runs and i kept asking her questions and asking her opinion on stuff and she was giving me answers but she's like you know we're just having a conversation it's just like okay let's run it but in my I take what she says very seriously because I think that she wants me to be better and I trust it so anything that I any type of criticism I'll take it to heart and then I'll keep going from there but I think that's great to have in a friendship I don't know if you feel the same way or if you have a personal experience that you'd like to get into but just in my opinion i think that you're always learning from people no matter what i mean ew can you imagine if like nisa and i became friends this is such a horrible story but i love to tell it she was so cute in college and we had class together and it was like i don't know if it was like probably it wasn't the first day of class it's probably like 
the first week of class, but I she was cute, so I was like, "Do you want to study?" Mm, like I can't even believe it. Every time you tell me that story, I'm like, "Really?" Because I, mean, I would go wasn't... to I would go to class. Keep in mind, y'all, we were in like lecture hall. I would go to class in sweats and have my she hair up. So didn't cute. wear makeup. Like I was never cute for school because I didn't talk to nobody. I wanted to go get my shit right, and then I right, didn't have friends. Same. She made me have friends, I'm... and then we ended up in this big ass friend group that right. we're still friends with them. I day. personally, I. If you ask me, the best parts of college was the social part. Even though Nisa became way more social than I did, and the people that I introduced her to, she actually became closer to. But still, I was pretty social in college. Like, the people that I met, I ended up staying friends with them all throughout college. Um, that was more of an important aspect to me. And I'm going to tell y'all something. If you guys are in college, the best thing you can do is find someone that looks like they know what the fuck they're doing. They look like they're paying attention. She was cute. That was one thing. But the people that I introduced her and myself to looked like they knew what they was doing. So I was like, let me bring me and my cute friend. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how that situation Keep in was. mind, I was actually one of the smartest in the group. Let's be honest. You were. <laughs> <laughs> and they thought that she was going to take no. Yo. <laughs> but I had my shit together. Let's be honest. What did you get in that class? I feel like you got like an A or a B. I, I got, got an A or a high B. I got a D. Fair fact. I know. And I remember being like, what? <laughs> How you got a D? Facts. Yo, no. The the classes that I got good grades on were like my communication classes that I didn't get into the major that they got in. That's a whole nother story. I don't want to talk about it, but whatever. <laughs> basically, <laughs> don't worry about it. Mind your business. Mind your business. But I'm happy how I graduated. But the point is, um, could you imagine if you were doing... By the way, you were such a hard worker when we first met. You used to work all these jobs. But could you imagine if there was no progression from when I met you at 20 years old to when I met you at... Well, where we're at now at 24 about to be 25 i don't think we would be friends because naturally i i um you grow and you grow, I apart. grow you grow and you grow apart so a lot of times with you. yeah the people that don't grow with me and they grow in separate paths you end up you separating from now listen to what i'm getting at now if you didn't grow and i continued to grow i graduated college you graduated college but your mindset still didn't really she's about to give us a whole fucking I'm about scenario to give y'all a whole scenario really fast like even though you physically can be growing, you're aging, your mindset can still be the same. So she could still be that, like, same girl that's working from, like, work, just fine waitressing, fine working downtown. Not she re- don't want to insult anybody. I don't want to insult anybody. <laughs> Fuck it. We're, we are insulting Because, I mean, honestly, this is for I'm the kidding. unpopular opinion. But my whole point is, it doesn't matter where you're at in life, you shouldn't be there for too long. No, that's, I would, I, I stopped working downtown after I felt like I, wa- I washed it out. Um, she's not only talking about when she met me, I was like waitressing. She was waitressing at restaurants, like three restaurants, but literally working all the time, full time student and social. It was weird. I was on crack. I wasn't on crack, but (laughs) it was like, it was weird. She was, she had, I was on like fucking five hour energy, 30, 30 hours a day when there ain't 30 hours in the day. But like, I don't know, but just your mindset, your mindset when you were younger versus your mindset now is different. The things that you're willing to do are different. The, career, the jobs that you want are different. The money that you want to make is different. Now, if you were still in that same type of mindset, doing the same type of things that you were at 21, 20, it, we would just clash too much. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm trying to let you know, like, you need to grow, you need to do this, you need to do that, and you just you can't really take that criticism, I would just leave you behind. And I feel like if you're trying to let somebody know that, like, yeah, I fuck with you, yeah, this, yeah, that, but you your, mind, your mindset isn't where, where it's at, and they can't fuck with that, then all right, I tried to help you. I need to move on. That goes for 
if someone in your life is racist and they don't understand what they're doing is racist or what they're saying is racist, let that shit go. If someone in your life is holding you back because they just fucking can't progress, let that shit go. Even, but you have to at least put Try. the effort in. You know what I'm saying? So, but I agree. That's that's completely you are completely hitting it on the motherfucking head. Or for my personal like self, how I accept criticism, I literally every time I make a design, don't I send it to you? Mm-hmm. I literally send it to you. I, I know because this- I feel like we 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 trust each other to grow with each other, and we know that we would never this want has- bad for each right. other, and we'll be like, okay. I don't like this. Change it. And I think it will sound better. And honestly, sometimes we have a kickback from each other. Like, there's been times that I don't want to take your advice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whatever. But then when I listen back or I want to change something back, I'm like, damn it. She was right. But I'll fix it and be like, all right, cool. She was right, but I'm glad she said it. Might have gotten annoyed. We might have fought. Whatever. There's been times I haven't liked prints you, that you've used. Exactly. And then you'll be like, whatever. I'm going to use it anyways because other people like stuff. And then you've never you've stopped making it, right? You didn't. So no, yeah, exactly. Like, there's been there's been times where I'm a print person. I love prints. She's and a creator. That's I, what the fuck she is. She'll make thirty things in a day, and it's really bad. And she she'll literally be like, "You have to just focus on one thing and try to like make your sales for this." And I'll be like, "Well, it I'm anal too. This didn't sell in an hour. Let me create something new." And it's like I have to get out of that. But anyways, I'll create something and I'll have this whole idea for it, and she won't like it. And then I'll be like, fuck it. I still like it. And I'll go and I'll post it. And I'll try to sell it. And I'll try to promote it. And it doesn't sell. But then there are things that she doesn't like. And I still go ahead and I take my own advice. And I still go through with it. And then it will sell. And then there's times when she'll tell me she doesn't like something. And I'll change it. And then that shit skyrockets. You know what I'm saying? So it's really just, I'm going to always trust my opinion. But I will always value your opinion. Yeah, I you think that's for both of us. But the, the point is it's that we give the... It's more so the point that we give the you we give the criticism criticism, but we're yeah. also as as like adults we're open to receiving it. Yes, but not we everyone. We don't let it dictate us. Yes, not everyone is open for that. But what I will say is that um, the point that me and Susie both keep coming back to is if someone that you love is telling you something or giving you advice or trying to grow as a person, like if somebody was like, I'm gonna sh- tell you about all the countries and all the cities in those countries and the history of the countries, I'm going to listen. Because if I want to travel there, I want to know where the fuck I'm at. And I also don't want to have the problem where I don't know where something is. Like, I literally had the hardest time just thinking that Louisville was in Kentucky. But it's in Kentucky. But it's in Kentucky. But we didn't know that until we figured it out together. But I mean, did we figure it out together? I kind of Googled it. You figured it out and then you told me. But if you would have figured it out and didn't tell me, then... You I would be Googled mad. It. I right. I would have Googled it, yes. But I would have been like, damn, she knew it was in Kentucky and didn't I, tell me. Right. That's you know, true. like, teach teach people around you in all aspects. Like, when I was in high school, huh, you guys don't even know how bad this, like, angers me. But it really does. And it sounds petty. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say it. When I was in high school, thin eyebrows were the thing. Oh, my God. I have so, thin eyebrows. Lisa. It was a thing. It was a thing. To Why have did y'all let eyebrows. me have thin eyebrows? Exactly. They that told is... me they were ugly and I still kept them. Okay, so someone told me that they weren't, like, the cutest, but they never said they were really ugly. And it was only one person, so I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to keep my little-ass eyebrows. And it was common. Like, it was a thing that people had, and I thought it was hot. And I still got boys' attention. Like, you know, I was in high school trying to be grown, all that extra shit. But no one told me. And then one day, this girl that I became friends with, and I started getting closer with her, she was like, hey, um, you should let your eyebrows go out. I don't like them, and they're not cute. 
and she literally showed me pictures of my eyebrows and compared them to someone else and was just like, you know, I think your eyebrows would look good like Which this. Is crazy you and have the I cried. Eyebrows. Right. I have the nicest eyebrows now because the girl said something. My mom didn't even say nothing. Like people let me have thin eyebrows, but they would they, not people told me they were ugly and I kept them. They did. And I literally like it took for her to tell me that and me to be like, okay, she's a cute girl and we are friends. So for her to sit there and say, look, your eyebrows kind of fucked up. Then I need to take that advice. So I took that advice. When I tell you I came back four months later with the best eyebrows in school and never looked back again. Like, I still have the best eyebrows out of everybody I know in high school. And I'm going to keep that motherfucking title. Fuck all y'all for not telling me my eyebrows were thin as fuck. Okay? That was aggressive. But, no, it's serious. It's been on my heart. It is. But it took for my friend to teach me, like, that shit ain't cute. And I learned from that. And I think that it starts with the little things. But overall, the idea is if you feel some type of way and you really fuck with somebody, tell them. Be honest with them. You have to tell them, especially if they're, like, not just progressing in life when they don't want something more for themselves. Like, when they want to stay in a dead-end job. When they want to stay with the same person. Listen, can I just say this? I'm not going to say this exact... I'm not going to say the exact person. But I will say this. I had a friend. They would... Learn this in college. Tea just, time. Just so you guys know if you guys are ever... If you're working at a job and you've been there for longer than a year and you have not moved up, they don't appreciate you. I learned this in my business college class from a man who owned multiple businesses and he's had multiple employees. He's always said the employees that he values, he moves them up in a year, at least a year and a half. He They get a raise and they get either... If they don't get their raise, well, a higher position is still a raise. So they still get moved up. I saw my friend. They weren't moving up in their job at all. I was literally like, you're not being appreciated. You're not being appreciated. For whatever reason, I mean, it was Corona. They lost their job because of Corona. But they made more money now than they made in the in their job, like, working for, like, six months. Like, it's crazy. It's literally crazy. So my thing is, if you're not being appreciated, let that shit go, whatever. What was my point of talking about the job? We were talking about the job. I just need you to let your guys to that. not stay don't, in a dead end place in don't, life. Right. Listen, if you're not moving up, get the hell out of that situation. Get out of that job, out of that relationship, out of that friendship. If things aren't progressing, nothing should ever be stagnant. Things are honestly. But you have to be honest with your friends and tell them that because sometimes people don't realize that they're doing loser oh, my shit. My point telling you people this is I told this person to get out of that job and they didn't. If they would have got out of this job before Corona made them get out of it, they probably would have made all this money months 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 ago you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying but corona forced them so now they see yes but you tried i tried you're trying and and it's the thing like i think if you know anybody that is in a bad place or not showing themselves self-love period if you are friends with somebody in a relationship with somebody any type of brother sister parent anything grandparent cousin all that shit if you see someone in a situation where you know they can do better and you want better for them be real with them and tell them even if it has to be a sit-down conversation because you cannot grow until you know that's so true and honestly it's kind of just like that goes for all aspects like you should want the people around you if you know better and you do better you should want the people around you to know better and do better so if i was just thinking one way and now i think a different way and i feel like the way that i think has been enlightened or whatever i'm going to spread that onto you you don't have to accept what i'm saying but i'm just going to let you know for the benefit you know what i'm saying so it's like that goes for all aspects so just you should always want better for the people around you you should and um funny thing i don't have this happen to me a little bit disrespectfully but a couple episodes back where i said oreos are milk's favorite cookie and i love oreos and milk 
in the middle of the night. And I had at least four to five people react to that simple statement and say, you still drink cow's milk. I think that's the most disrespectful way you can ask somebody if they drink whole milk. But they I literally said you milk. still... I know, but I that was my point. Okay, so they kept... Whole milk and- they kept um coming to me and saying, like, you, you still drink cow's milk? And, all, oh, it's bad for you? And yada, yada, yada. And, oh, when I stopped drinking milk and I stopped um, eating certain, certain products with dairy, I got less bloated. I wasn't as gassy. Y'all, it works. It really does work. I started drinking almond milk. Um, I still eat with cheese and sour cream and stuff. But I drink almond milk only now. I told you I switched over. You I don't, don't listen to me. She doesn't listen to me, guys. But I talk to her all the time. So when I make you milk here, you still drink it? Yeah, I don't hate milk, but I don't prefer it. Drinking one glass is not going to affect my whole life. You drink almond milk? Mm -hmm. I don't even know you. See? She doesn't listen to me because I've been drinking almond milk for two months now. I'm not drinking whole milk or owned whole milk. you feel less gassy? I feel less gassy. It's better for me. I don't want to get into the specifics of being gassy or not. (laughs) I'm just going to say that... Sorry. It was better for me to switch, but I wouldn't knew until people really said it. But I just thought it was funny that I had multiple people say it rudely, and I was like, you know what, fuck y'all. I'm gonna drink this stupid ass almond milk, and I actually like it better. So many, it's better for me. So many people have tried to put me on almond milk. I will tell you this: I did try it. I don't like it. Well, I that's a personal thing. I don't like almonds. I don't like coconut oil. They have oat milk, I'm- which is worse. I think oat milk is disgusting. Whoever drinks oat milk, you're gross. It's like drinking thin yogurt. No, I think cow milk or breast milk. You drink breast milk? I mean, I haven't. It's weird. She licked her lips when she said that. <laughs> no, I haven't drink. I haven't drunk breast milk, but I would rather drink breast milk than almond milk. Well, how do you know? I heard breast milk is nasty. It's probably sweet. No, I don't think breast milk is sweet at all. I actually can. Probably it stinks. Drink. Really? Like when babies throw up and stuff. That's breast milk. But that's like it's also their insides and it went down their stomach. All right, so not talking about baby throw up, but anyways, if anyone knows how breast milk tastes, please let us know. Please put a, enlighten us so we can know. Yeah, because if we knew better, we do better, you know. Yeah. And if breast milk is better, then we're just gonna drink that shit. But I'm gonna stick to cow milk. I'm not switching to almond milk. Breast milk is the only other option. So just let me know. Let so there's no, we have a lot of friends with kids. We have a right. lot of friends that have been pregnant. It's an option. It's easy access, man. Right. It's easy so access. Email Nisa. What's the email yeah. name? Um, it is ncolone23.nc at gmail.com. So if that breast milk is right. If that, if that breast milk's hit, we're licking the tit. <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay. She, she honestly is having too much fun with this. But Susie. Please plug in your oh social media again. She will be back for another episode, y'all. And you know what? It might even be about fashion. That's Why right. the fuck people shouldn't wear certain things or what they really should be wearing or what you, should should you should spend your money on. Like quality items. Stop buying that cheap ass shit and spend some money at Avedon on some quality items. Right. Custom made to your size. Thank exactly you. what you need. Whatever you want, she can do for you. I can do for you. You will be in the club and you won't see another girl with your outfit on. That's it. Was that a good, was that a good accent? Not really. It was horrible. Damn. So yeah, you guys. Um, you guys need anything custom made? Just hit me up. Um, not even just custom made. I have a lot of cool shit on my site as well. It's shopavedon.com. And then my Instagram is suzyboyajan. And then my business Instagram is 
What is it? Avedon label. I'm we do need you to spell that last name, girl. Please spell our boy Ajin for us. It's B-O-Y-A-J-I-A-N. Basically Kardashian with the B. <laughs> basically, you feel me? Like, basically, she's just a Kardashian. But anyways, that was my episode <laughs> with Susie Kinsaw. She's never called me that before. She doesn't listen to me, as y'all see. I have many nicknames for her. She wears many hats. Anyways, thanks for having me on, guys. I had lots of fun, and hopefully I'll be back soon. Yes, so go follow her. Go buy her shit.